Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby. Oogum, 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 oogum. Baby, you're casting your spell on me. Hey, are you here? Well, it's dark out there and I can't see beyond the stage lights. Assuming you are here, I'm just going to take a moment to introduce this episode of The Paul Leslie Hour. Is that okay? Uh Uh-huh. So you're here to listen to the Brenton Wood interview that Paul had, right? Brenton Wood, great singer, terrific songwriter and recording artist, with early roots in the Los Angeles area. But did you know he was born in Cajun country, Shreveport, Louisiana? Brenton Wood has written and recorded some great music. Don't you just love those crazy little songs? Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby. Oogum, 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 oogum. Baby, you're casting your spell on me. Why, you can imagine Paul being the kind of guy that loves those two classic songs, can't you? (laughs) Well, this interview was originally for the radio. And would you believe this conversation with Brenton Wood took place really late at night? Way late. Can't you hear the sounds coming out of the radio as the moon shines brightly? Maybe it's the night sky when you listen to this or that. Quick side note, would you like to help support the Paul Leslie Hour? If you would, you could go to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. And you know we appreciate you listening and supporting the show, don't you? Thank you. You ready for that interview with Brenton Wood? You're nodding your head, aren't you? But you knew that I knew that, didn't you? It's a great pleasure to welcome our special guest, Mr. Brenton Wood. Thanks so much. Good evening, Paul. My first question, who is the real Brenton Wood? Alfred Smith. And tell us, what was life like growing up? Oh, well, growing up life in my life, it was like a happy life, more or less. I've had a, I had a joyful life. Actually, actually, I don't have any complaints. I know I left a lot of BS behind, but uh, it takes that to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of music did you hear around the house? You know, around my house, I heard the blues. But on my listenership on the radio station, I've always listened to Top 40 radio. My thing about, you know, just one type of music is kind of, you know, it just, I didn't like what they were talking about that much. So what I did is I focused on the station that played everybody. Does that continue and today? Do you still listen to a lot of different things? Yes, I do. I listen to a lot of different music, types of music, and I listen to the stories. And I listen to what they're talking about, you know, and I think it's relevant to my life. And I just take it up and just say, I got to just learn something today. <laughs> Who were your favorite singers growing up? My favorite singers growing up were people like Sam Cooke and Nat King Cole, Jesse Belvin, Roy Hamilton, a lot of people that long been forgotten, but I haven't. Sam Cooke is certainly not forgotten, not by a long no. stretch. He's still around, though. He didn't last long, but he's still around. What about favorite records of yours? Favorite records of You Send Me? You know, I can say the, the Sam Cooke contribution to me was his diction, 
the way he pronounced his words, I could understand everything he said. If I don't understand a word in a song, I get frustrated. I concur. There's a lot of singers who you can't understand the lyrics, and then you read right. the lyrics and you think, that's a shame. Damn. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> One word can throw it off. <laughs> can you remember the first song that you wrote? The first song that I wrote, boy. This <laughs> is the first song, actually. Uh, a song called Too Fat. Too Fat? Yeah. What was that about? A fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was like, it's like I'm a fun type song. A too Fat, Fat, Too Fat. Well, I met this girl the other day. She was nice and round. She got in my backseat, both my bumpers hit the ground too fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little, little cheerful song, you know, and things, you know, like you're amusing yourself when you write songs and you laugh. You know, I wrote a song called Me and You, and I laughed all the way through that song. I said, well, this is going to be funny, boy. Did they catch on to this? It'll be, a, it'll be the alma mater of all the lovers and want to be catch a girlfriend. And sure enough, they, that's what they tell me about that song. What about the song that you wrote, the first time a song you wrote was that was recorded? The first song that I wrote that was recorded was Too Fat. Oh, yeah, you recorded that song. Yes, I did. Can you recall the first time you heard your voice coming through the radio? Yes, I can. And I can recall rolling up all the windows and just blasting it. <laughs> What song was it? Boogum Boogum. Oh, yeah. They did a, a scientific study upon that song, and they found it's impossible to listen to that song and frown. <laughs> it's true. You know, that song, just, it just brings out spirit. It's very spirited, and it just makes people feel good. <laughs> what was the inspiration behind the Oogum Boogum song? The fads of the day. Bell bottoms, hip huggers, mini skirts, all that stuff was incorporated with, if it, uh, within that song when the fat change came about. In the, in the 60s, when the mini skirts and the short hot pants and all those stuff, I incorporated with the, the song, with, with the stuff that kids were doing, like wearing long shirts and sloppy shirts and stuff like that. All that stuff came from the fat uh, generation change. Uh, generation change into the new look or whatever. Could you pick a song of yours that's your favorite? Well, you know, I never really finished a song unless I liked it. You know, I have a few songs that I haven't finished yet because I really didn't really like them that much, so I haven't finished them. I mean, I've let people use song tracks and stuff like that, uh, songs that I haven't finished yet. So they can do rap to it and stuff like that, you know, and put the hook in there. But basically, the, uh, my favorite song, I mean, after the biggest sellers, I mean, it's, it has to be the Oogum Boogum song and Give Me No Sign. What inspired Give Me a Little Sign? Breaking up, going back together, going into the changes, you know, like how guys and girls argue and fight and they break up and they go back together and stuff like that. You know, you get kind of frustrated at one point. So I would say, uh, you know, give me a little sign, girl. 
I got you. Your songs have been covered by a lot of different people. The late Alex Chilton, Danielle Brisbois, and Ricky Nelson. What did you think of the versions that were done by these different people, like when other people covered your music? What did I think of them? I thought I was in, you know, in some kind of a thing where some people understood what I was talking about. You know, and I, aside from the song being a well-written and produced song, you know, I just have that, that song is just like, uh, you know, it's part, of your, it's part of your soul. Yeah. I remember you know. seeing you on The Richard Duran Show. And, <laughs> and you, Duran. you said something I'd always wondered. For those who didn't see that, you told what Oogum Boogum meant. Oogum Boogum means... It's a substitute word for uh, hocus pocus, abacazaba, <laughs> you know, uh, these, these things that, you know, are ordinary and common with the people. I just use oogum boogum to say hocus pocus or you know, I'm casting my spell on you or whatever, something like that. So I use that as a, a new word for abacazaba or I'm casting my spell on you like that. Other than music, what are your interests? My interest in other than music, I'm going to say, I'm getting ready to say songwriting, but, you know, <laughs> other than music, I like to go, I like to fish. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I love to fish. I love to try to trick the fish and bite my hook. That almost sounds like but pitching I, I, I a song. That, that gives me a lot of time to open my cool out and chill out. And, you know, if, I, if I'm on the boat, I get a chance to let the, the wind blow between and just let it whistle and just, you know, let everything go away, all the frustrations and stuff. That's my fishing thing. My father taught me that early. Go fishing. You've had the chance to perform in a lot of different places. Yes. What has been your favorite place? My favorite place have been, you know, I have a lot of fun doing the casinos. I have a lot of fun doing the uh, car shows. And I have fun doing clubs. It's just part of the thing, of, part of the reward of showing showing your appreciation and the fact that love you have for your songs. What are you the most proud of? I am most proud of me, you know, because I didn't let myself down. I followed through on my plan and it worked. Only thing I would advise people that's coming into the business to have some knowledge of the business. That would have been my downfall, but my downfall came when I signed the contract when I was 16 years old, and they, they guided me all the way through the rest of it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Who have you performed with, either alongside of or maybe shared a bill with, that has been the biggest pleasure for you? You know, I've had a lot of pleasure. I've played with the, uh, a lot of acts, and I have Mary Wells. Was very very. I, I really like Mary Wells. She was a very sweet lady, and I kind of, I like Evelyn Champagne King, and I've worked with the Temptations. I worked with the Supremes, and I have worked with a lot of acts in the past. What is the best thing about being Brenton Wood? Being recognized for your achievements and what I have, you know, approved to myself and to my public has been my greatest reward. Because I used to think that people wouldn't understand what I was talking about when I sang my songs. I mean, I wrote a few songs, well, a lot of songs, then I didn't know when to end them. So they went on and on and on and on, you know. And what I discovered is I had an album, 
instead of a single. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of interesting to me. My last question for our listeners, wherever they are, what would you like to say to all the people who are listening? I'd like to say thank you for everything you have given to me and given back to what you have, what I've given to you has been very rewarding to me. And I think it was if if I had to do it over again, I would do just a little different. I would say, well, I need to have more knowledge in these books and these numbers and stuff. But other than that, everything has been peaches and cream. You know, I'm out here now. I'm doing my job. I, I enjoy doing my job. I have a lot of people come out and see me, and that's very gratifying. This tells me that, hey, it's, it's, it gets better as it goes along. I like that. Well, Mr. Wood, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Paul, it's been my pleasure, and I hope to see everybody out there. Keep on listening because I'm still recording. And I got some more things that I got to introduce, and we're working on that stuff now. So just hang in there. Likewise, hang in there, and have a good night. You the same. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com Click on Support the Show and thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song Corina Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.